welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington, and we are on episode 1807. This happens to be the end of Memorial Day weekend, so today is Tuesday. Um, my show goes out on Wednesday, so I pre-record. Usually I try to pre-record Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but depending on the schedule and depending on how the games are going, sometimes it's difficult to do that. Yesterday, we, uh, well, to kind of go back a little bit further, so on Saturday, we played a football game at Preston Wood Christian Academy, and that would have been on the what, 25th, I believe. Let me look at my calendar real quick. <laughs> yes, so that would have been Saturday 26th. So Friday we start prepping for our game. Saturday we went down to our game. And then after the game we had an after party at um, Parkway Taverns. We played our game against the Austin, the Austin Outlaws. And it was a great game, good quality game. You know, the score um, was a little rough, but the players were professional. Um, it was really a good quality game. The players actually uh, met up with us afterwards and went to the after party with us. So that is always um, a wonderful thing in women's football and we really appreciate them coming. Um, we've been longtime friends with the Austin, Austin Outlaws, um, Lily Messina and Coach Narlin Baker. Um, so it's, it's been a really good long haul with them. Um, and then, of course, Sunday we traveled back, but part of our game was uh, military appreciation. And as you may or may not know, we connected with the Lancer Legacy Ranch, which is a ranch that houses veterans up in Texarkana area, Maud, Texas. And they had built a workshop to help um, teach veterans skills to go out there and be able to have jobs. Um, that can pay the bills and in doing so they built this workshop, but it didn't have any tools So we reached out to the community and um, also did a raffle um, to help gain funds to provide um, Different types of tools and we asked people to bring used and new tools to the game and so on Sunday we were able to drive those up to the ranch and um, present them to Mr. Fisk, um, the uh, the CEO of the ranch, and that was really exciting. We got to do a tour, um, and I just have to say that the work that they're doing there to help um, with veterans and to get get off their feet and, and be able to get out there and do some things. I mean, it's very difficult sometimes when you're dealing with the various issues that come with being a military veteran uh, to be able to um, day-to-day -day, uh, go to work and function uh, on a regular basis. So the LancerLegacyRanch.org still needs a ton more things and um, I have vowed to um, work with them some more and try and get them as much as I possibly can get for them. They need anything from sheets to beds to mattresses to puzzles to books to games. Um, seeds for their garden area, just a variety of different things. And I really think that um, with our efforts, we can make a big, big difference. So with that said, we are really excited to be partnered with Lancer Legacy Ranch. And that is not gonna stop just because we did the donations on Sunday uh, for uh, Memorial Day. We are going to continue to do that. And then on Monday, we had an opportunity to go out on the lake and just cruise on the boat. We did a little, uh, sorry, we did a little fishing. Um, hold on, and I'm getting calls in. The, um, sometimes this part of my day, um, I, I don't uh, approve of multitasking in certain things that really take 100% of your mental capacity but there are some things that you have to multitask or else there's just not enough days in the in enough hours in the day to get them done so with that being said you may hear some dings from my telephone i'm actually here my daughter is also a competitive um, athlete and so she is doing her two to two and a half hours a day 
and I am here in a room that they have for me so that I can um, continue to work while she does her stuff. So again, we're on episode 1807. Last week, we talked about starting a women's football team, naming a football team, and the initial setup. I told you that if I didn't get a chance to get to it, we were gonna talk about um, fan base for individual players, why it's important. I've actually created a worksheet, some sort of a template for them. And then I wanna go into and have a long discussion on why this is so important. But first, let's get started. Uh, again, this is Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. And the disclaimer is that I am an attorney. I am licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. I am not your attorney. All of the material that I put out on the internet, or whether it's digital or in paper, um, either the blogs, the websites, the books, workbooks, worksheets, and any audio content is all considered business information and is, does not create a lawyer-client relationship. And therefore, we, we are not, I'm not giving you legal advice. If you have any questions about that, feel free to give me a call. Um, but usually when somebody's giving you legal advice, it's because you've given them a specific scenario of what's happened and this is how we did it and this is what happened. And then um, what, what is your advice? How should I react from here? Um, so all the information I put out here, especially for women's football, is business-related business information. So last week, again, we talked about starting a women's football team. If you are interested in starting a women's football team, right now is the time to get in. Um, if you wait until January and February of next year, because the season starts in April, you are too late. Uh, a lot of people try to do that, and it is not the time frame. Right now is when you want to be getting in, because this gives you an opportunity to go watch some games, go see how they run, how things operate, see what you want to do, what you don't want to do, and see um, what it takes to run a women's football team. If you wanna call me up, feel free to give me a call. My phone number, 479-747-3693. There's only a couple reasons if I don't answer the phone. It's one, I live in the country. Sometimes I can't get your call, so you might have to call back. Two, if I'm in court for a legal situation, I do not answer my phone because the judge really just doesn't like that. And um, finally, if I'm sleeping. Um, so you can call anytime, leave a message, and I will give you a call back. With regards to women's football success, this part is the radio section, and we have been covering a variety of different things, anything from individual sponsors, corporate sponsors, we've done tryouts, we've done practice schedules, we've done different things about security and safety of your brand, a variety of different topics. Now, again, the radio segment that I talk about is a basic segment. It's just to kind of get the juices flowing and get you guys listening and thinking about these different concepts. Uh, we have a couple webinars coming out here in the next couple weeks that are gonna get into the nitty gritty and, and be specific on how to start a women's football team um, and go through step-by-step -step how to do that. So we'll have a link on there for you to click through and be able to set up if you want to do that. We have several teams out there that are either getting ready to start, that are interested in starting and don't know where to go. Um, and we also have some teams out there that may have been around for the last two to three to four years that are just kind of spinning their wheels and not sure what they're doing right or what they're doing wrong, or they know they're doing things wrong and they just can't figure out what it is. This is for you, okay? Um, there are about 65 teams in the WFA. I don't know, there's like six or 10 in the IWFL and there's six or 10 in the other league. Um, that means that there's, you know, we're looking at roughly 70 to 80 teams throughout the US. There's about five that are really doing really well. There's probably another five that are getting ready to do well. And then there's another 60, 50 to 60 that are just floundering every year. So my goal with the women's football success portion of my site and the women's football success radio show and also the Facebook group is to create that discussion 
and offer that information and knowledge to you guys so that you can begin to create successful women's football teams. Now, why am I doing this or who am I to be doing this? Um, I don't say this to brag and I don't care if you think I'm bragging. I am the only person in the world that has ever owned three women's football teams at one time. And I didn't do that because I love to travel. I didn't do that because I wanted to make my family nuts. Um, there's a couple reasons I did that. One, um, I wanted to be able to give a, each of my children a football team for them to run because I truly believe that if you um, give somebody fish, they can eat. If you teach them how to fish, then they can uh, live forever or they can provide for themselves forever. So um, I have a goal of giving each of my children a an organization that they can run and be profitable and be successful and make a living at for their family. But anyway, with that being said, the other reason I did it is at the time when I did it, um, we had, well, there's two other reasons. One, I was trying to fill in holes for travel because a lot of the areas in women's football have openings. Those openings create expense for women football teams. So again, if you talk to anybody on the radio, you listen to any of these radio people and they say we need less, less football teams, they don't know what they're talking about and they've never owned a women's football team. Um, it's great commentary and it's great opinion, but it just simply is not true. Um, and I hope I get some calls on that because I would love to have a discussion or argument about that uh, and be able to hear what their position is and why they think we need less football teams. But anyway. Um, feel free to give me a call, 479-747-3693. That would be totally exciting to do. Um, second uh, was to fill in those holes and make sure that we could have less travel for a variety of teams within the WFA. The third reason was because I really wanted to prove to a lot of the teams that were struggling that were giving excuses as to why they weren't successful or why they didn't have enough players or why they didn't have enough money or why they didn't have whatever, that if I can do it from a distance with, without knowing anybody in each of those towns and we can have a profit and we can play our games and we can make some money, then we have to get rid of the excuses. There's no excuse. So if we can do it, from afar, without knowing anybody in that town, then it is possible to create, run, and grow a women's football team in any of these areas. Some people say that you can't do it in a small town. You can't do it in, you have, can't have very many in a large town, etc. So we did ours in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Little Rock, Arkansas, and then we already had our team in Dallas, Texas. We did it all, we made it profitable. The players were a big help. Some of the coaching staff was a bit good, great help, but that's a whole nother discussion. With that being said, it brings me back to the ultimate goal for women's football success. And the reason that I do this is that I believe women's football can be hugely successful if people take the time and the energy and they put the effort into the right things, not the wrong things, that each and every one of these teams in women's football can be successful if they act ethically, professionally, they don't steal from other teams, they don't steal from their players, they go out and they get business on their own. I feel that all of these women's football teams can be successful. Unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of misguided people, misunderstandings that are going on, and um, that'll probably continue if people, if people continue to listen and talk to the wrong people. But other than that, women's football can be hugely successful. It can be promoted, players can get paid, owners can make money, Fans can be excited to go to the game. You can fill the stands. You can sell merchandise. You can have a great concession stand. All of these things can be awesome in women's football. 
if we can all kind of get on a similar path to doing it. With that being said, um, I'm going to get into today's episode, 1807, where we're going to talk about fan base. There's a couple things that I wanted to talk about with regards to fan base because it's tricky. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this from a player standpoint, and I'm going to say it from an owner standpoint. And forgive me if I'm really, really blunt, but I usually am, and I try not to hurt people's feelings. Uh, we had a big discussion about this uh, on our football team. You know, we have a lot of women working together, and it's difficult to um, say all the right things all the right times. But sometimes things need to be said, and we can say them in, in nice ways. Blunt doesn't mean rude, or blunt doesn't mean being a jerk. Blunt just means telling you how you feel it is. So let's talk about why a fan base is so important to women's football in general. And then what does it mean to the individual football player? Okay, let me move back here real quick because I want to look at this other document that I created. <laughs> There's one, let me see the other one. That's my template. Because I started working on the fan base stuff last week, but I want to really make sure that I hit all the points that I want to this week. And my goal is to be able to do one recording so nobody has to splice it together and everybody's happy with me and nobody has to do any other work. Okay, so real quick, what I kind of talked about last week with regards to fan base is that we are not the NFL. The NFL is really cool. If You know, you guys love it. I love it. Um, most of us probably get the NFL ticket and try to watch as many games as you possibly can every week. I try to watch seven to eight games a week. Um, and if I don't, I get them in the evenings and on the weekends and I, everything, recording. If there, if there is any invention that has helped the NFL, it has been the ability to fast forward through commercials. So if you're with me there, you know, just think about it. It's awesome. So if you look at this, from a women's football standpoint, not an NFL, NFL standpoint, you have these big, big stars. I get it. And a lot of these women football players want to be those big, big stars. I believe that the women football players can be big stars. I don't think that it will ever be to the NFL level. I don't think that it ever has to be to the NFL level. Um, I think that all of the women football players would be super, super happy if it was halfway to the NFL level with regards to the quality of play, with regards to the pay, with regards to the fame and the fortune. So let's, if we could as an organization or as an industry in women's football, if we could focus on these baby steps of getting it to say 25% of what the NFL is, that would be a wonderful short-term goal, short-term being three years, um, to getting the fan base together for each of the teams so that we can say that we are operating at a 25% fan base of what the NFL is. That would be a huge accomplishment. It would be pretty awesome. Um, and I think that the owners in women's football all would like to do that. I think that all of the players in women's football would like to do that. So when you think about it from a player standpoint, these players have worked from a high school a college, an after college level, a, a drafting process, a combine process. Some of them get extra training between high school to get into a college and then training from college after college to be able to go to the combine to perform well. 
That's nothing even close to what we do in women's football. So women's football players need to step back and evaluate where they're at compared to one of the low-level drafted NFL players. And start 10 steps behind that. Um, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like how I say this, but many women football players that have been doing it a long time feel that they're owed this fame and fortune or they deserve it or they've put in the hard work and gotten it. And I, while I appreciate your enthusiasm, it's, it's not, we're not there yet. I wish you could have the fame and fortune that you think that you deserve, but women's football is not there yet. You may need to try another sport if you want that amount of fame and fortune from your athleticism in the coming future. If you want it from women's football, you're gonna to have to wait a little bit longer. But I have to tell you that there's a lot of us in the background that are trying to work towards that point to where the players in women's football, the coaches in women's football, the support staff and the owners can get the success they deserve in the coming years. So let's talk about why this is such a big deal and why I'm putting so much emphasis in this. Fan base is a numbers game, okay? If you have, as an individual player, a fan base, that adds to the overall team fan base. So let's say each player has 10 fans. Now, when you talk about fans, they can be on various different levels. It could be somebody that just follows you on Twitter, follows you on Instagram and Facebook. It could be a person that donates to you um, for your sponsorships. It could be somebody that buys a ticket and comes out and watches your game. It could be a, what I call a super fan. This is somebody that paints their face, gets a custom shirt made that says your name on it. We have a few at our games. They're kind of crazy sometimes. Sometimes it's the fan that paints their belly and takes their clothes off and all this crazy stuff, right? So each player has a number that is their fan base. Unfortunately, a lot of you, the number is zero. It, it just is. Now, as an owner or as a support staff or as a coach, we cannot change that number for you, right? We can set up sponsorships and we can set up events and we can set up these different social things but we still cannot change your number in your fan base from zero. It's all on you. It's absolutely 100% on you. So how does that affect the whole team? So if, if you have 30 players and all of their fan base numbers are zero, add those 30 players plus, you know, times zero, how many fans are you gonna have in the stand? Zero. So each fan base number, each fans, or each player's fan base number affects the overall team fan base number. Now team in general can have a fan base without the players. Now let's talk about that real quick. That usually has to do with longevity that usually has to do with the team ownership and the staff um, that have gone out there and get, gotten long-term sponsorships, long-term relationships that are built with or without the players. So some teams have been around 10 years and none of the players that they started out with in year one are still around. All the players are new. That would be a situation where the team has a fan base, but the players don't. Still not the ideal situation, but it does happen. So a team, like a, a long-term team, and I don't know what, and I, I'm not saying this because I know their fan base number, but 
Um, a real good example might be the DC Divas. They have been around for a long time. Um, they may have two or 300 or 400 people that come to their games no matter what or sponsor the team no matter what. They don't care who's playing on the team. They don't know who the players are, but they will give them a sponsorship of some form or fashion or they'll come out to their games for no reason. That's the other side of the coin. Now, ideally what we want to happen and, and the best situation is for a individual to have a fan base above zero and for a team to have a fan base above zero. That is the ultimate goal. Now the fan base number of the individual player impacts the team exponentially. So let me give an example. If a team has a fan base of 10, they might sell 10 tickets today. But if a player, if each player has a fan base of 10 and they have 30 players, then you're not just getting 10 people out there, you're gonna get 300 because you have 10 fan base number times 30 individuals equals 300 people. Again, still a low number, but you can see how it's exponentially impacted by each individual player. This is a concept that a lot of individual players just don't understand. They feel like I'm a player, people, people might or might not know my name, I'm cool and so I should be famous and I should get paid for women's football. I wish that were true. I hope someday it becomes true, but we're not there yet. I'm trying to work on it. We have other people trying to work on it and we're hoping to get there. Okay, so, so let's kind of step back. What does it mean to the individual football player if they can create a fan base? A lot of times people just think, oh, it just makes them famous, it makes them cool, they might get some Instagram hits, they might get some Facebook followers, stuff like that. Let me tell you people, individual football players, their fan base is money. The fan base number that you have means money to an individual football player. The sooner you figure that out, the better you'll be. Why is that? Because yes, they will come on and be Instagram or Facebook followers with you. But if you're able to create a relationship with them and connect with them in some form or fashion as a football player and as a person, they are going to do additional things besides just follow you on Facebook. They're gonna to come to party events. They're going to sponsor you. They're gonna buy t-shirts that have your name on them. They're gonna buy tickets because you're playing. The more of those that you get, you then start to get what I call team influence or women's football influence. Because if you have all these other people that still have a zero fan base and you have a 500 fan base, then other things are gonna come your way as well. Larger sponsorships, uh, personalized events, etc. They do happen. They don't happen very often, but if you have a choice between somebody that has no fans and somebody that has 500 fans, who are they going to pick to be on the front of their magazine or whatever? The one with 500 fans. So let's get into a couple ways um, to build your fan base. And then I also made a template for you guys to kind of fill out on your own and come up with some creative ways on how to build a fan base without really doing a lot of work, okay? Or what, without making it feel like it's work. So obviously this is the age of social media. So social media is gonna be really, really big. Um, if you have a personal page, that's great. You probably want to have a player page um, that you're set up as a individual um, personality. It allows you to do a couple different functions that a personal page doesn't. 
Um, it's up to you, but I really suggest that you set up a personal page as a, not, it doesn't have to be a celebrity, it can be as a brand or as a personal um, profile. Um, these are a couple things that you really need to focus on to increase your fan base. You need to give people a reason to support you. Now, whether that's to buy a t-shirt, buy a ticket, or to click like on your Facebook, you have to give them a reason why they wanna connect with you and why they wanna follow what you do in women's football. Next, you need to support others. So somebody that's always out there just gimme, 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 come to my game, come to my game, come to my game, um, is not gonna get as much um, support and interaction with others if it's all about you, you, you. You wanna make sure that people um, not only wanna come see you, but you share with them. You wanna make sure that you're active and that you're seen. So um, everybody knows on their different football team that they are that they are uh, you know a part of there are certain people that are a little bit more active a little more extrovert and then there's some people that are just really introvert don't talk to anybody probably don't even get on Facebook might not even have a computer if you are interested in building a fan base you will have to be active and you will have to be seen um, we'll have this a little bit later about how uh, on another episode about what kinds of different things people are really relating to to help you build your fan base. Um, three or four different things that you can really focus on um, on a regular basis to really heighten um, your ability to be successful at building your fan base. So the next part of this and kind of goes into what I was just saying, but you want to build a community. So if, if you really like horses or you like cats or you like dogs or whatever, you can incorporate that into your posts that you do on a regular basis and become a real person that plays football and build a community of people that are like-minded that really enjoy um, the things that you enjoy. Next, I wanna talk about making sure that what you share on your social media or what you share in your different marketing efforts to create a fan base is very high quality. It is much better to put out one really high quality piece of content than it is to put out three or four okay things. Um, so really focus on getting the high content out there and uh, eliminating the stuff that maybe doesn't have as much um, impact on your audience. Next, you really want to focus your efforts on specific things. And we'll talk about this when I pull up the template and, and kind of go, go, go through that. I'm going to put that on the Super Small Biz website, supersmallbiz.com, and then there's a, a link for Women's Football Success. There's a template on there that'll be on tonight that talks about kind of exploring different ways and how you're gonna build your fan base and do it in a way that doesn't seem like you're taking on more tasks and more work. So focusing your efforts on one or two or three things really makes a difference. Some people think that if they just put something out on Facebook and they boost it to everybody that's between the age of 18 and 65, um, and they pay 30 bucks to boost it, that they, this is gonna be a big, big effort, big change for them. And they don't understand the principles of marketing when they do that because they're wasting their money. Um, there really has to be a couple different connection points for people to really want to uh, become a fan and for that fan relationship to really become a support relationship. Another thing that you wanna look at when you are trying to build this fan base is taking care of your image. This, this covers so many things from being a negative or positive person to making sure your hair is brushed when you put content, 
to making sure it's spelled correctly when you post. Um, and then making sure that the pictures match what you're doing. For example, if you claim to be super, super into health, and then all your Instagram pictures show you eating ice cream and candy and cookies, which is fine, but it's difficult for a fan base or a particular person to support you if they're getting mixed signals between what you're portraying in different social media and personal areas of your life. Um, another example, it would be claiming that you really support female empowerment and that you're all about women succeeding and being successful. But then there's posts on there about how you've stolen from women, taken their property, made it more difficult for them to be successful. Those two things just don't align for me and would not allow me to be able to support you. Um, so just, I mean, there's, make sure that what you're putting out there really makes sense and connects on all levels so that people can really get to know the true you. Now, if the true you is that way, promotes fitness, eats ice cream, and takes from other women, then you're probably not going to have a very easy time building a fan base um, in women's football. But, you know, don't put things out there that are fake, but you need to really make sure and take care of your image and make sure if you're trying to build a fan base that it's what's important to other women in football. Finally, there's a couple, just a couple little things. It's really important to remember that building a fan base takes time. Um, I've actually um, been a witness to a couple of situations where people are trying to build fan bases and it's a scam. They try and buy followers so that it looks like they have so many more followers, but they're not genuine followers. For example, um, sometimes teams will have players that have five and six Facebook accounts or five and six Instagram accounts. It sounds great. It, it seems cool to have, you know, 6,000 Instagram followers. But if you, if you have 30 players and they each have six Instagrams, that's 180 people that really don't exist. Um, and so you're just trying to create an illusion and um, defraud the crowd or defraud the community into thinking that you have all these followers that you really don't have. So remember that it takes time to build this. Don't be upset if it's not building as fast as you want or you think it should. It could be anywhere from 15 to 50 new followers per week. Um, and if you're a women's football team, that stops doing things in July and doesn't start doing them again until January, then you're gonna, um, you're not gonna create as many followers as fast as somebody that does it year round. And we're gonna talk about that here in the coming weeks as well. What to do about women's football here that we're coming down to the last week in May, first week in June, and some decisions are now being made as to who goes to playoff and who doesn't. What do these teams do that aren't going to playoffs? So let's, we'll talk about that. Finally, when it comes to building a fan base, um, I really think that it's important to um, do what you love. Um, I believe in the philosophy that if you do what you love every day, that you, you never work a day in your life. Um, a lot of people ask me, oh my gosh, how can you travel for women's football so much? Or how can you do this? Or how do you do that? If it's something that you love to do, it doesn't seem like work. You, you kind of work around it and you're flexible. So when I'm doing, when we're traveling back and forth, sorry, I had to yawn. Um, when we're traveling back and forth between Dallas and Arkansas, um, it's usually about a five hour trip. Um, but I get a ton of work done, so it's not like I'm just driving in the driving in the car, not getting anything done. 
We either have a driver driving for us, so we're so Coach Mike and I are both able to work, or we take turns driving. Simon, you know, I drive while he does some work, and vice versa. So we are able to still get a bunch of work done. Um, and again, because we're doing what we love, it doesn't seem like so much driving. Now, you might, Coach Mike might say something different because the last couple of weeks have been a little rough, but he got a really good night's sleep, so um, he's probably back on track, ready to go this week. So I'm gonna pull up the template that I'm gonna share with you guys on the website here, um, starting tomorrow, I think it is. But I wanna emphasize that it's really important to incorporate you your interests and your everyday things into women's football. And you can build a fan base almost without knowing it. A lot of people that I talk to struggle with the idea of building a fan base and having, because the idea, I mean, ultimately the idea is to be able to get people to come to the football games. Um, several people in women's football um, they, they play in a location where maybe they didn't grow up or don't know a lot of people. Um, so sometimes it's difficult to get people that they know to come out to football games. Hold on just a second. My internet is giving me a problem and I am going to fix it really quick um, because I'm out in an outside location. I had to turn on my hotspot. There we go. Okay, so the template that I'm providing for you guys this week uh, for players has to do with increasing your fan base. And I also have one for owners, but I don't put that out on the um, supersmallbiz.com women's football success tab. Um, this is just for the players. So what I've done is I've created a template for players to really explore a couple things in their lives that will help them to cultivate or grow their fan base without really taking on too much more stuff. If you notice, when you look at these NFL players, they're putting on clinics, they're sponsoring different organizations, they're promoting Under Armour, Campbell's Soup, Nike, uh, a new gym in town, whatever the case is, right? Um, if a woman football player wants to get to that point, they're gonna have to do it on their own. It's not gonna be handed to them. So I've created this template for female football players to help them increase their fan base, but it allows you to explore a couple different things and then at the end be able to come up with a couple ways to really impact people's lives and create a fan base at the same time. So the template starts out by listing three topics that you're passionate about. And this is gonna be different from, for each female football player. Now, if your other passions besides women's football are swimming or golfing or running, it could be gardening, it could be bike riding, triathlons, whatever the case is, go ahead and fill out the three topics that you're passionate about. The next step is to list two, and you could list two or three types of people that you like working with. Do you really love working with senior citizens or children or women or men or um, at-risk youth? Whatever that is, put those two types of people there um, and fill, fill in that information. The next part is to name three organizations that you would like to work with. Now, you may already work with them, or there, this might be three organizations that you haven't worked with before that you'd really like to. This can be the Boys and Girls Club, this can be um, the VFW post for veterans, it could be 
the Red Cross, Susan G. Komen. It could be smaller organizations within your community that um, people don't know about. So then I list what are your short-term goals? We're talking six months to a year. Now this is, this is short-term goals inside and outside women's football. Now, if you're wanting to increase your fan base by 200 people and you need to get a new job, or you're trying to double your fan base from what it is now to something else, whatever the case is, or you need to move to a new location, you need to um, change your relationship, whatever your short-term goals. Typically, I would make them football-related or career-related for this, for this exercise. Finally, your overall long-term goals. We're talking three years to five years. So taking those six-month to year-long goals, your short-term goals, how, how do you want those to expand for you to reach your long-term goals? You know, if you put down something like, I would like to be in a better relationship in six to, months to a year, well, then your next goal might be to be married in three to five years. Again, I wouldn't use that for this particular template, but it's an example of what, to, if you want to increase your fan base from 50 to 100 in the next six months to a year, and then your three-year to five-year goal is to increase to a thousand, those could be really great. So finally, what I do here is at the end of this template, I want you to incorporate all of the things that you've looked at here. Um, it doesn't have to be all three topics and all two types of people and all organizations. But what you really wanna do is make sure that the organizations connect with the people you like to work with, right? and connect with the things that you like to do. So for example, a great example would be if my topic is gardening and my type of people is older Americans, um, then I might want to connect with an organization um, that does master gardening or help senior citizens uh, with their gardens, something like that. Um, for example, if your topic of passion is um, homeless people and your type of person is youth, then you might want to pick an organization that deals with homeless youth and connect with that with your short-term goal and your long-term goal and how it affects your football. Um, and you can really create a opportunity for you to have some impact on other people's lives, as well as build a fan base for yourself as a female football player. Because let's think about this in the overall picture. If I love gardening and I like dealing with older Americans and I become part of the senior center and I go and volunteer there and my short-term goal is to increase my fan base by from 50 to 100, my long-term goal is 100 to 1,000, um, then some of the things that I do there at the Senior Center with those people will help that happen. Doesn't necessarily mean that all the seniors are gonna come to your games, but they're gonna share your story with their friends and family, and you have this exponential opportunity to impact several different people's lives. And while you're doing it, you are having fun and doing things you like to do. So it goes back to the philosophy of, if you're doing things that you love, you're never working a day in your life. So you could actually be enjoying your gardening, hanging out with the people you want to hang out with and, and making an impact on these organizations while building your fan base. It's a win-win situation. And how, how significant would that experience be on you? Again, this is just one example of how to build your fan base. I'm gonna have this template up on the website and I am going to share it with you guys. Let me go back here, I wanna share some information. So in order to get to all this information, you go to supersmallbiz.com backslash women's football success. Now I also do, not only am I an attorney, but I also do small business consulting for super small businesses. 
And rather than make a whole other website for women's football success at this point, I just wanted to make it a, a set of pages. If those pages become a significant part of it, we don't have a problem building another website for it. We just don't want it. It's a lot of work and a lot of content to cultivate. So if we get a lot of people interested in doing it, then we will. We don't have a problem with that. We just don't want to do it and have this responsibility to do it all the time. And then nobody shows up. With that being said, we are also setting up the Women's Football Success Group on Facebook. So there's some posting rules that go into that, but our goal is for different days to post different things. Um, Tuesday today is a business tip Tuesday, so we're going to put in tips and tricks and strategies for businesses and women's football. Um, please go be a part of that group um, and connect with us. It's really important for all of our teams to start working together and create this uh, unity within the industry. I really appreciate your time. Feel free to reach out to me, supersmallbiz at gmail.com, women's football success at gmail.com, or you can call my personal phone at 479-747-3693. You have a great day. Bye-bye.